the Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Worldview Media Podcast, where Gordon and Joyce Runyon view popular media through the lens of the biblical five-point covenant model to help believers appreciate and apply principles of exciting narrative and engaging storytelling. Coming to you live from the back of a stolen motorboat. It's the Worldview Media Podcast, and my name is Gordon Runyon, I'm your host, and with me is my co-host, Joyce. Hello. Hello. And we have the pleasure today of... Mm, Yes, (laughs) pleasure. ...of reviewing and discussing the movie The River Thief. Mm Mm-hmm. When did this come out? Like 2016? 2016, yep. That's it. And it has two and a half stars at IMDb. Uh a lot of the names associated with this movie, well, a couple of them will be familiar to a lot of our listeners. Uh, it was written by N.D. Wilson, who is the son of Douglas Wilson, and um, the chauffeur. Oh. Do you remember the chauffeur? Yeah. He was the best part of the whole movie, the chauffeur was. And he's not credited on IMDb, but huh, that's I was just looking for him. That's David Shannon, otherwise known as the Chocolate Knox, and he. he <laughs> oh well, I know him by both names. <laughs> <laughs> You've never heard of him before. <laughs> he's the he's a co-host of the Cross Politic podcast. And he himself, I believe, is a presuppositionalist, theonomist, post-millennialist, abolitionist. Hmm. So he's a good guy, and happy to say he was the best part of the movie. He was a good guy in an interesting situation. But he's not credited. That's uh, shocking. Maybe he said, no, that's all right. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all can leave my name off of that. (laughs) I'm fine. (laughs) Who knows what happened there? And if you're an MMA fan, you'll recognize the name of of one of the big bads, uh, Boss Rutten, classic MMA pioneer. Kind of makes me wonder if he isn't a Christian. I've never heard him speak very much about his faith. But he does, he still, I think, does some color commentary on some MMA shows. I see. Pioneer. And what I was reading somewhere, and I forget where I read it, is that Nate Wilson wrote this screenplay in 10 days. You should have spent a little more time. (laughs) You were not impressed. No. (laughs) Well, there are some things that I think are problematic in the story, which is kind of surprising to me because I have the impression that Nate Wilson is a pretty decent storyteller. I think you at least had his book here from the library, The Hundred Cupboards. Do you remember that? Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been years ago. 
Do you remember whether you liked it or not? Or? I remember nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't make a huge impression on you. So maybe that says something. <laughs> well, But it was a long time, so. I read his book that was called Notes from the Tilt-A-Whirl, which is, was not a fiction book. And I really liked it. I thought it was really good. Uh, so I was kind of surprised. And I believe Nate Wilson knows more about storytelling than I will, than I will ever know. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's a really successful novelist. And so I'm coming at this from a position of admitted inferiority, but I think there were some problems in the story. Uh, but what is the story? The story is of, of this teenage boy named uh, Diz. I think so. Or that's what he calls himself. That's what he calls himself. And he's going up and down a major river in the northwest. Is that right? Uh, I'm not even sure where that was. I was thinking it was up like in Idaho or... Yeah, know. that's northwest. Snake River. So Is that what it was? Snake River? I think so, but... Eh. <laughs> <laughs> So, the first part of the movie, and I'm I'm not sure how many minutes it lasts, but it's basically this montage of scenes in which this young man is just thieving up and down the river. He's just taking what he wants Mm -hmm. and, and moving on. And pretty long looking back on it, it's been a couple of weeks since we watched it, but looking back on it, I remember it being a pretty long montage of everything that he was stealing and getting away with and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so eventually he stops for some time in a small town and he meets up with a girl who's a waitress of a diner and she's the romantic interest and something about her, I'm not sure what it was, but something about her makes him, if I'm following the story, makes him believe that he needs to be a better man than what he has been. And I don't know if it's just that she rebukes him a lot and, and isn't impressed with anything or whatever. Well, and I think the grandfather has some stuff to do with that as well with the kid. and Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's... So the waitress's <laughs> the waitress's grandfather. Mm-hmm. There for some reason that's just the two of them. Well, living. the grandmother has died, and yeah, she's like they're spending about... the summer. Or I don't know. There's a lot of things that you just really aren't clued into. Yeah, You're not but... filled in with what really the situation is, and yeah, you know her mom is somewhere else because she she's on her cell phone leaving a message or something. Oh. Okay, but. As far as the story goes here, the young lady is staying with her grandfather. Yes. And there's just the two of them in the house. And so they both encounter this boy who is the titular river thief. Mm -hmm. And both in their own way don't put up with his stuff and all that. Oh, by the way, the grandfather played by... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> played by Johnny Cash's actual brother. I think his name was Tommy Cash. Is that what it was? Tommy. 
They sing a song. Yeah, and so Tommy Cash sings a couple of gospel ditties. Mm-hmm. And throughout the movie proves that he ain't a good actor. I didn't feel like... I thought he was horrible. I didn't know who he was or whatever. I thought maybe he was like a family member and they said, yeah, you can be in the movie. <laughs> maybe he is. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I thought he was very monotone and very kind of one-dimensional in his expressions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, maybe, well, just maybe that's the way he is. Well, I'm sure it is, but who watches that guy and hears him talk for a little while and says, that's our guy, bring him in, make him the... Somebody did. ...supporting actor. And so it's kind of neat to now think about, oh, that's Johnny Cash's brother. But watching the movie, I thought it was terrible. Every time he was on on screen... It kind of brought me out of the whole illusion of, you know, it made me realize <laughs> it was an that I'm watching movie. a movie. <laughs> I'm watching a movie, and here's a guy who's not a good actor, and uh, you never want that. I mean, every time we watch a movie, we're kind of willing to suspend our disbelief and kind of buy in and and let the story kind of take us, but. Like with the movie and with writing a novel and stuff, the one of the most basic keys is you don't want to be writing something that's going to jolt the reader out of his or her suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. We go in reading it and we know the the plot and the 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 circumstances of the novel are outlandish and all that. And we're willing to suspend all that. Yeah. But don't you then come kick me in the face and say, hey, you're reading a book, or hey, you're watching a movie, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, that's what it was every time he was on screen for me, every time he had a speaking part, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, man, I'm sure he's a nice guy, and uh, I mean, I really am, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but not an actor, and maybe that's just a limitation in making a Christian movie on a very low budget and stuff like that. I just don't know. But, so the movie goes along, then the pivotal point in the plot is that the river thief steals a huge amount of money that's steals a little bit too much one being, time. being used as part of a major drug deal. Yeah. And now the bad guys that he's stolen the money from are not going to let it go like everybody else kind of does. They might yeah. chase him for a little while, but then they let him go. And so now things kick into high gear where he's got these legitimate bad guys that are ruthless killers, and they want their money back. And well, and they've got a lawman involved as well. Yeah, there's a dirty cop, and he's... He turns out to be a mass murderer by the end of the movie, and so it—that's uh, where the tension comes from. Yeah. And now, the by this time, the young man is kind of connected to this family, the the granddaughter and Tommy Cash, and so the bad guys kind of use them to get to that's the river bait. thief guy, yeah. and and so that's where the real tension comes from. And, yeah. How far are they willing to go? And will they be tortured? Will they be killed? What's going to happen? How's the... Well, it has to be a happy ending, right? Yeah. How's the boy going to save them? 
and so that's kind of the plot that we're taking there. Mm-hmm. Now, what were your issues? I know you didn't really like this movie. Have you narrowed down what your issues were? I think in trying to be profound, it was just more ambiguous. <laughs> you know, that there was there really wasn't a lot of backstory on this kid and what his situation was. And even when he comes in, he's on a boat with two other people and he's taking a gun and then he throws the gun overboard and he takes off. And, you know, it's just, it's weird. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It seems very disjointed to me. The development of the characters are limited. They're very shallow people. Um, it's unbelievable. You know, they're just not... The, I don't think the script was very good because you don't... There's just a lot of stuff you don't know. And sometimes it's okay, but there was just a lot of stuff <laughs> A lot of stuff left And so uh, it was a little too much for me. And then, like I say, I think he was he was wanting to make a profound statement of, you know this thief and the changes in him and, and you know, the end and what you're willing to do. And um, it was really depressing. <laughs> and it just wasn't, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't like it. Some of the scenes were, you know, the scenic views, some of those were kind of good, but... Ugh. okay and just to make clear you came at this with a blank slate you had no idea who indy wilson was or no or no anybody in the and i knew there was a cache in there because i read this stuff at the beginning but you didn't know this we're talking right here this first time you ever heard of chocolate knox right (laughs) you still have a hard time believing that's his real nickname yeah and so, uh, you're not hating on it because, I mean, there's no prior no. predisposition to. There's one no way reason or the other. why I. Yeah. And even with the names you've told me and what they do or where they're at, you still don't know. Yeah, it doesn't. It makes no difference <laughs> to me as a viewer. You know, I don't care. Right. I don't care. Right. Uh, I think it's really, it's really sad because. A lot of people who want to go out and do something in a Christian genre uh-huh. kind of cut their legs out from under them for one reason or another. They're they're either they're they're too soft, they're too uh, gotta love everybody, uh-huh. or you know they're they're just a little ambiguous, and we won't really talk about God, but maybe you'll you'll get a clue as we go along with this because yeah. this old crazy man lets him get away with everything, <laughs> and it's all cool, and who would do that? Just a crazy old man <laughs> or somebody who's thinking God's a sovereign or, you know... Yeah. And so it's trying to say all these deep things without really saying anything and winds up saying nothing very well. Wow. You know, I didn't like it either. I think you liked it less than I did. (laughs) (laughs) But I think I want to give it the benefit of the doubt. Is that because you know the people involved? Primarily because it is. Or because of the quality of what you saw on the screen? No, I... I have (laughs) I have some knowledge of the people that are involved and I want to like it and I want to 
Well, yeah. I want to be encouraging about it and stuff like that. And But and, uh, you have to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, let me narrow down. I think there are a couple of things that I've been thinking about story-wise and character-wise where it struck me as being the major failure as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And the major one is the character of the protagonist, the river thief himself. I think because of the scene where he steals the motorboat and then realizes that he's taking off with some medicine that one of the campers may really need, and they're out in the middle of nowhere when he steals their boat, and he sees that he's taking the medicine, and so he turns the boat around and makes sure they can get it and have their medicine again. And I think that was the scene that was intended to say, See, our our thief, he's very mischievous and, and he's very impetuous, but at bottom he has this heart of gold. and He's like the hooker with the heart of gold, but he's a thief. And, you know, that trope where yeah. he's not as bad as his actions are. It's just that that wasn't enough to make him sympathetic to me because of some of the other things that he did. I think you can have a character like that, a sympathetic thief, as long as he really needs what he's stealing. Mm -hmm. You know, even the Bible says when a starving man steals bread, we all kind of understand that. And we don't get terribly upset about it. He still needs to pay back restitution and all that. but, But you understand when a hungry man steals bread, that's not out of the realm of, you know, we understand that. And it's hard to get terribly upset about that. But this kid is stealing stuff that he doesn't need. He's stealing stuff that he doesn't even want. Yeah. We see him at least in a couple of places, uh, I think, where he steals something. And then immediately after he gets away with stealing it, he just throws it away. He has no use for it. Uh, He's walking down the street and he just takes a soda out of a guy's hand. And he takes like one sip of it as he's running away and then throws it to the side. Mm Mm-hmm. What's that? We're supposed to. You're trying to Was build that supposed sympathy. Supposed to be funny, or right. you know, there. Well, there's just a lot of disconnects for the whole story for me, and that's why I said what I yeah. said. Yeah. You know, it's trying to be more than what it is, and it's not. And it doesn't matter what it was intended to be. It's it's not going to accomplish the purpose. What is the purpose <laughs> of this story? Right. There's nothing. Uh, definite, directed, pointed about what's going on, except for the grandpa says every now and then, well, the Bible says, and or he quotes take whatever you want. And quotes the Bible without saying he's quoting the Bible. Yeah, and, and so, you know, come on, what are you doing? Right. Either do it, or don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like I say, the, the ambiguity and all these little, well, if, if I can kind of hint along without really saying anything. Maybe somebody yeah. will understand that right. this is really deep and meaningful and it, it's it's more than what's really here and they'll really think about it. And right. it's it's a depressing story. It ends in a depressing way. Right. right. And what is it really saying? And we're supposed I mean to we never saw this walk thief away with hope. Change. Yeah. We never saw him do I mean he changed in that he kind of felt bad that he was put these other two people and their lives in danger you know maybe that's a good thing but we don't ever see anything within him where he's like you know i need to change i need to be someone else and it's 
well, I like this girl, so what can I, what can I do to yeah, have what do you, you like need me? me yeah. to be? And, yeah. you know, so, so what is the status of this thief? Yeah. Well, that's what it was for me. And I just felt like from a storytelling aspect, one of the basic things that you need is a sympathetic main character. Because if people can't get behind your hero, then they're not going to care what happens to your hero and stuff like And you can have an anti-hero, you know, like Wolverine in the movies. Yeah. He's an anti-hero and, and sometimes he crosses the line from good guy to bad yeah. guy. But he works because there's something sympathetic that's been mm-hmm. woven into his character and and we don't get that with this river thief guy. He's just, he's, he's really just kind of a jerk. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he does return the medicine, but, yeah, you know, does that, uh, that doesn't. <laughs> so what? He took their boat. <laughs> <laughs> right. And he's, and like I say, the, how, is he, how are you going to sympathize with a kid that's stealing stuff that he doesn't need and doesn't even really want? Yeah. Well, and, and then when he goes into the diner, he has no intention of paying for whatever he's right. eating. And he's eating. He's not just having, like, <coughs> a cheese sandwich. I mean, he's having all this food. Yeah. What? It wound up being, like, 30 bucks. And yeah. oh, here's a little trinket because I don't believe in money. Uh, right. You know. Yeah. yeah. So that was hard. And then I was going to point out the ending. My favorite movie in the world is Braveheart. And it has a sad ending. You know, it's, yeah. everything doesn't come up roses at the end of Braveheart. The bad guy dies horrifically. I mean, the good guy. <laughs> I was thinking, what? Good, It looks like the bad guy has won, and, yeah. and the hero dies horrifically, and torture, and all this, and death, and never really sees the goal that he was aiming for in his yeah. life. So it's a it's a sad way for the movie to end. But there's a little bit of twist in it, and and you, it, the way it, the way it's put together, you wind up having this. It's not all sunshine and roses at the end of Braveheart. It's a sad ending. Yeah. But it's extremely satisfying. You know, you walk away going, "Man, that was good." You know, even though it was a bad ending, and you don't have that with the River Thief. I appreciate that they didn't want to make a movie where all this bad stuff just turned out wonderful roses and yeah happy bunnies and stuff <laughs> you know it ends it ends bad it ends sad it ends maybe a little bit more realistically in that way because in real life not everything turns out good and all that but i was kind of with you that with what you just said it has this sad ending which you can do you can have an anti-hero and you can have a sad ending that mm-hmm. is still satisfying but for me, there was nothing satisfying about the ending. It was kind of the more, like you're talking about, kind of walking away from it and saying, what was that supposed to be? Yeah. You know? And and like you're saying, I guess because the show starts with the river thief narrating it and talking about himself and what mm-hmm. he believes, and then it ends in the same way. Yeah. After he's, spoiler alert, after he's dead... Yeah. Now he's narrating the story on the back end. And it seems like now he's spiritually okay and everything is good with him in the afterlife or whatever. Yeah. And we just never see anything that looks like, like that real repentance. Real. Yeah. And so yeah. I just, uh, I'm with you. I didn't think the ending was 
satisfying. And part of the reason it wasn't is because the main character was not very well developed. And, and then the ambiguity that you're talking about, did he change? Why did yeah. he change? Well, we don't even you know, know. That's the whole thing. And wanting, and wanting to be profound, and you get meaning out of this by you watching it, and what do you come up with? It says nothing. It yeah. says nothing profound. It says nothing meaningful. It says nothing, period. <laughs> right. Now, I, I admit that I did like like the climactic scene when the bad guys are in control, and they kind of... You know, events turn and they kind of wind up getting what's coming to them. And I did kind of think that some of the Bible quotes were worked in there uh, in a clever way. Where the one guy winds up inadvertently talking like Pontius Pilate. You know, I wash my hands of this man's blood. This man's blood is not on my hands. Mm -hmm. Before he kills him, he's, what is truth? And, you know, he's quoting Pontius Pilate. But who knows that? Right. And what difference does it yeah. really make? Exactly. It's just clever that oh we've well, worked Pontius Pilate. Oh, right, we've worked Pontius Pilate. Nobody in. knows anything. <laughs> right. Except for those those few that might yeah, I mean come on. People are stupid. I'm sorry. You have to help them You have to spell it out, yeah, you do. sometimes you do. Yeah. And especially when you're trying to make an impact in a Christian, trying to do something in that genre specifically, to say nothing, yeah, right. it's just a waste. Right. It's a waste of effort. It's a waste of time. I certainly wouldn't ever tell any of my friends, saved or unsaved, you got to watch this movie because it's fantastic. <laughs> and I think a lot of the Christian movies that people go wild about are just as terrible for other reasons. Uh, yeah. And they say nothing again, but at least you feel good at the end. Yeah. You don't even get that out of this. Right. I, I I confess I was looking for a little bit more, just because I do believe that Nate Wilson knows how to tell good stories. And this well, was not one. He may not be a good screenwriter. <laughs> I don't know. It just... It... <laughs> but the chauffeur was funny. Chocolate Knox did a good job. He was my favorite part of it. All right, you ready to take our break? Okay. All right. Are you interested in Christian education? Would you like to learn how to be a Christian teacher or how to run your very own Christian school with success? The GCS Apprenticeship Program can help. Learn more on our website at gcsapprenticeship.com. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows. Or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ 
and His kingdom. We're back on Worldview Media Podcast, the most frivolous podcast on Reconstructionist Radio. Reconstructionist Radio Network is your one-stop shop for all your audio dominionizing needs. (laughs) Well, there you go. I guess we're done. (laughs) (laughs) And we spent probably longer than we intended talking about what we liked and didn't like about the movie. Mostly what we didn't like, and... I guess that was me. (laughs) Wow, you really did not like this movie. (laughs) You're probably a little bit more down on it than I am. I have a feeling you would give it an F, D minus. What would you give it? Oh, that's hard. (laughs) That's a hard one. Like I said, I wouldn't recommend this... To anyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, let's get off of that. I don't. I want you to dwell on your hatred. It's not hatred. <laughs> it's just you're a hater. It's a. It was a waste. I mean, yeah, I waste time doing things that I at least enjoy somewhat. <laughs> All right. So let's talk worldview. It did seem like the thematic message. That they did connect with, the, like I mentioned, the two narrations at the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. Did kind of seem to focus on the theme of thankfulness or gratitude. And especially, I believe it was supposed to be gratitude toward God. I'm not sure how explicit that message was. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure. Well... Yeah, it was explicit. It just wasn't strongly uh, laid out. Well, there. gratitude. Yeah, <laughs> and and so the idea was that the river thief, apparently, though I don't think we saw it, the river thief came to a point of having actual gratitude for having been created by God and and given natural gifts and stuff like that. And I I do think that's an important uh, message. We do need to be thankful. Mm. Thankfulness is basic to worship and Mm -hmm. fearing God and all of that. So I appreciate the the theme of it. Mm -hmm. And I did think that Tommy Cash's character, Grandpa, had a good point. Where in in this one scene, he said he was confronting the the thief boy, and and basically pointed out to him that your lack of gratitude toward God is really another instance of theft. I mean, you're stealing from everybody you encounter, mm-hmm. but what you don't understand is that. By your lack of gratitude, you're really stealing from God that which is His by right. You know, He deserves your gratitude. It's His. He Glory is His. and he's, mm-hmm. He deserves to be glorified. And when men don't glorify Him, they're stealing glory. They're, they're not giving Him what is His. And so they're taking it. And so a much 
a much greater form of theft was going on. This guy's stealing trinkets from everybody that may or may not be worth very much. But he's unaware of the fact that his whole life he's been... So, in you saying this, is that really what the grandfather said? Or did he say something that made you think, oh, this is what he means? Because I don't remember the grandpa <laughs> saying that. Maybe that's just me. He, remember, there's a scene when he first kind of meets the kid. He sticks a finger in his face and says that... Uh, you you have no gratitude for the beating of your heart, mm-hmm. the breath in your lungs. Mm-hmm. That scene is the yeah. one we're talking about. But did he say all the stuff you said? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> I'm kind of expounding on what the yeah what the thought was. But that's not what was said. Yeah, but you know it's a quick little scene. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he can't preach a sermon or anything right there. He's, and Well, you make it sound like he did, and he didn't. He well, didn't. I thought it was a good moment. I mean, I knew well, what, yeah, it was I knew a good what moment, he was saying. I knew but he, he didn't say to. those things, and somebody just sitting there watching that is not going to get what you said. They're going to say, oh, yeah, I guess that's right. Not well. You're stealing something from God by not being grateful, by not being. Thankful. Oh, you don't think that was made explicit? The no. theft from God. No. It was just about. He didn't make the connection between lack of gratitude and thieving from God. No, I don't. Is think what so. you're saying? Yeah. Because I thought it was pretty natural, and uh, but that's because I think this way. Because so. <laughs> that's not what Grandpa said. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Did you get any other kind of worldview or thematic stuff out of it? Well, it's like I said originally that I think they were trying to be profound and have all these things floating on the top for people to pick up and say, Ah, yes, look at this truth, just like you did with what Grandpa said when he never said any of the things that you said. (laughs) And that (laughs) that that was a lot of the problem, is they just never said anything clearly, succinctly, this is this this is what it is yeah you know even the girl's like well i'm going to call the police on you but if i do i just know that my grandpa's going to say well i gave him everything he didn't steal anything from me right so okay so let's think about that how does that really do anything for this boy who just is going to continue on going and stealing stuff well it keeps him out of prison and now the yeah, grandpa there, can keep ministering been, to him. There have been no consequences for what he's done. <laughs> and there are always consequences for what you do. And that's what happens at the very end of the movie. That there was a consequence that was final. It was... There was no way out of it. And maybe had there been consequences somewhere else along the way, that wouldn't have happened. Uh, yeah... And Grandpa's strategy there was just kind of weird. I've never heard of anybody seriously doing that before. Have you ever heard of, of anything no. like that? And then, you know, he invites him over for dinner, and then he doesn't show up, but he breaks into the house and he eats anyway. 
when everybody else is sleeping. I mean, there's just so much bad well, stuff going on. This well, movie. Grandpa's strategy toward the thieving that the kid was doing is that, what did he say? Uh, I'm not going to let you steal my stuff, but I'll give it to you. You can have it. Mm-hmm. I won't. Is that what he said? Yeah. I, it's not for sale, and I won't let you steal it, but I'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like that with his vehicle, with money. With everything. Consider it a gift, and then he didn't want it anymore because it was a gift. And have you ever heard of like a parent or a parental figure using a strategy like that? That just seems weird to me. Just seems weird. Well, just from a biblical. <laughs> right. Is that what you should do? I mean, is that how we should have raised our kids to let them just run wild and all? You can have anything you want, and that's all good because you know you didn't steal it from me. You're not lying to me. You're not doing all this stuff because because I really know, and it's okay with me <laughs> because I really know, and you know that I know, and so that makes it okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you really didn't like this movie. Uh, the granddaughter, though. Yes. On a brighter topic, I felt like the granddaughter was probably my favorite character. In the little bit that we saw her, and especially... Yeah, you just said that the driver was your favorite. Well, Dave Shannon was the best part of the movie. But, <laughs> but I felt like, in terms of the character and how they were written, I felt like the granddaughter was easily the best. And I liked the fact... That she's obviously a strong young woman, mm-hmm. but her strength was moral, and it was a strength of character. You know, she didn't have to beat up one of the bad guys or, yeah, you know, use her judo techniques on this drug dealer or anything. I mean, it wasn't that kind of strength, but she was a really strong character. I felt like mm-hmm. and. And I appreciated the way she talked well, to the boy. She yeah. wouldn't she was put up with, with any him. of his yeah. stuff. And she was very straightforward. Mm-hmm. And, and just kind of telling him, here's what you need to do. And until you do this, I can't. Yeah. Know. So I did like that character. And I, as the father of daughters, I kind of liked the fact that before the guy even started hitting on her, that she knew what sort of man she was looking for, you know? And that just the fact that here's this good-looking guy who's obviously interested in her and willing to shower her with gifts and stuff, that that didn't do a thing for her Mm -hmm. because she knew what she was looking for and what she was going to require out of a suitor. Yeah. You know, so I felt like that was a, a good message a good part of the movie i would agree with that (laughs) well but i think like you said that she was i think she was the only one that was really honest with him about you know this is wrong even though my grandfather's gonna say it's fine and he's not gonna want to get you in trouble what you're doing is wrong yeah and i'm not gonna put up with it Uh, yeah not gonna be impressed with it yep yeah, all right. So, you're not recommending The River Thief, then? No, I'm not recommending it. <laughs> I want to know who wanted us to watch this, so I can thank him. 
<laughs> we always appreciate recommendations. We do. <laughs> oh boy. It's just that a lot of the things that we have watched because of recommendations have turned out to be things that we really didn't like. I don't know why that works out. Do we have quirky tastes or so the people that recommend these movies, they themselves like them? Is that Yeah. Yeah, nobody says, Oh, here's a crappy movie y'all should watch. No, they never say that. <laughs> It's kind of under the surface. It's like, hey, watch this and tell me what you think. But I don't know if they say, hey, this is a great movie. I'd really appreciate you guys looking Sometimes at it. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. I forget which movie it was that neither one of us really liked very much. There will be blood or oh, something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People were raving about that movie. But a lot of people think that Daniel Day-Lewis is the bomb and he's the best actor in the world. And, mm. and uh, anything he's in is great because he's in it. That sort of thing. Well, maybe we need to watch something else he did. <laughs> Gangs of New York. Have you heard of that one? Apparently he was really good I think good I have heard it. of that one. I, I've never watched it. Well, let's not make any uh, No promises. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, well, I, I appreciate that the guy was trying to do something a little bit, a little bit more um, real. Yeah, I feel like I he appreciate was, that. He's trying not to be cheesy, and but he went yeah. and trying not to be cheesy and soft and you know yeah. ridiculous. Right. He went in some other place. Yeah, and it bad. still wasn't. I mean. You don't have to be blatant about what you're trying to say, but you have to be clear. And I don't think that was in this movie. I don't think it was clear that yeah. anybody except the girl thought what the thief was doing was bad. And then and then there's the deal. Did they get the guy's DNA? How did they... Do we the, want the to thief? give away the spoiler? Well, you already said they die. I don't know. But he's there in town because that's where his dad's supposed to be. Because she's all like, well, what are you even doing here? Why are you staying here? Why don't you just keep on going? Oh, I see. I didn't get that, that he was looking for his dad there. Well, that's why he went there originally, because his dad was supposed to be there. Oh, I thought he didn't give a rip about... Well, he doesn't know who this man is, because he's never been involved in his life. So I'm thinking that maybe he didn't know. I don't know. And then even that's ambiguous, because there's never anything that's, it's just like, oh, it's you know. It's kind of hinted at. And so, yeah. that's the whole thing. A little hint here, a little hint there. Let's have some lines. We'll throw another hint over there. Things right. will float along the top. It'll, it's fantastic. <gasps> <Ta-da! laughs> and I didn't like at the end that the boy was narrating again. I didn't like that. I didn't think that fit for me, because... He had died, so it would have made sense more for the girl to say something than him. Uh, I don't know. It just... Yeah. And then it made his afterlife... It it was all questionable for me. It was like... So as this bullet is entering his skull, is that when he repented? or? Well, exactly. Because you don't ever see that. Really. You don't. Where he's... 
Yeah. Except when he says, wait, do me, because they're not uh, nothing. Kill me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. All right, well, let's put this one to bed. All right. Once in a while, we run across a movie that we just don't enjoy. Well, apparently only I didn't enjoy it. No, I I wouldn't recommend it. (laughs) I, I just think... I can discern what was being attempted, and I appreciate the attempt. And well, I can see they were trying to attempt something, but yeah. it wasn't achieved. Okay. Well, that can be said about most things I've ever attempted in my life, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's not a personal <laughs> knock against whoever did this. I don't know what the big deal is with you, and, and that this one person is like, I can't say anything bad of him, you know? <laughs> well, no, I've, I've said a lot of bad things, things that I didn't think were good. I just, I wanted to be more in favor of it than I wound up being. I went into it thinking, well, I know some of these guys, I want it, I hope it's good. And then it wasn't. So, that's how it goes sometimes. That's how it goes sometimes. All right, but learning experience for all of us... <laughs> <laughs> so you all watch the movie. Let me know what you think. <laughs> no, don't watch it. <laughs> See if I'm being too harsh. Maybe I'm being too harsh. I have been uh, told things like that in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Not by anyone currently living. <laughs> all right. So uh, I guess we should wrap this up. All right. I don't know what we're going to do next week. Do you have one? You'll be surprised. All right. All right, so this has been the Worldview Media Podcast. Go out, learn how to do these things, dominionize, put on that full armor of God, and take your stand. And we will talk at you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Worldview Media Podcast. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com to check out the other podcasts in our network and to download our free audiobooks.